One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Y'all read your little divvies. <laughs> Thought I'd reference Nikita to start this week's podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, I also enjoyed the use of the word knacker. Knacker's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, knacker's a good one. You know what a knacker is? No. It's somebody who has to deal with, the dispose of the body of uh, dead animals. Really? Yes. Is that what it officially is? Yeah, officially. That's the definition of a knacker. Oh. And now we know. <laughs> and what a way to start the podcast so we'll introduce ourselves properly. Welcome to Maths Lessons. I'm Cy Beckwith. I'm Kelly Rickard. I'm Omar Abid. It's a podcast all about Married at First Sight UK. Yes, it is. I'm fully into it now. So last week we met the first few couples. This week we're going to recap on the couples that we've met that are new to it and... Lots of drama. God, I mean... <gasps> so re- much. We're recording after the commitment ceremony last night, but you've got to remember the week started with the last set of weddings, and that seems like so long ago. It's almost like, you know, how time just disappeared in the lockdown. Months went by and nothing had changed, but the, those those weddings of uh, Jordan and Alexis and Adam and Tyre just seem like a, a, a world away. I think it's because we've all been through so much emotionally. I'm drained. <laughs> But well, we're going to get through it together. This is why we're here. Is we're going to go through the couples and then right into the drama yes. of everything that's happened over the last two days. Get in. So we'll start then. Jordan and Alexis, what are your thoughts on these two? Well, the wedding was was interesting. She was quite positive and everything. And he was too. But then it, um, you know, he's very quiet on the after the after the ceremony. So you wondered, is, is he going to come out of his shell and all this sort of stuff? And it, I mean, I know we, we sort of jumped ahead to, to what's come after it, but even at the even at the wedding, he was talking about how she's not his type. Yeah, because he's a casual racist and his type is white. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, but I've been dying to say that all week. It's just because how she must feel as a mixed race woman. She's been matched with a mixed race man and she must be thinking, brilliant. He'll know what I've been through. He'll know all about the white privilege I've been up against. All of this. And then he just looks at her and he describes a white woman as his perfect type. I'm not sure I agree that it's racist to say that he has a has a type. Okay. Because everyone everyone has a type and it doesn't mean that you don't find other people attractive. I think his answer was by the book. What he said, the words he said, I agree with. I just don't believe him as a I don't believe uh, there's an insincerity with him. But I don't think it's racist to say I like white women. Yeah. I'm all about the whiteies. Right. That right. I know. This is why I was worried about bringing this up because I thought, is it going to sound like I don't agree with interracial couples? But he literally described a white woman as his perfect type to his new mixed race wife's face. Is, is Jordan not mixed race though? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Shouldn't he? Like th- to me, that must just be the worst kind of diss from that. Like for her, it is a horrendous. Like the way he's worded it is so horrible like he's not thought about what he's saying or the situation he's in or the context he's in that he's just married a woman and just met her even if that is true and even if he was like horrendously racist keep it to yourself for a bit like yeah. do you know what i mean don't let it all out and clearly hurt this girl's feelings yeah. well the, this is the this is the issue is that like it's fine to have a type and i don't think that if your skin color is to me the same as hair color because i'm not racist yeah do you see what i mean okay it's yeah. like it's just what it's just it, it's an appearance issue which th- has just as much value as eye color hair color I, I don't think it's fundamentally racist to say that you have you have a type he has a type that isn't like i think as well i do struggle with the type thing because i i don't have one i've never had one the boyfriends i had before i was married were all different they looked completely different i go off a feeling i have when i'm with somebody so and he listed it he listed the physical attribute it just made me uncomfortable it's what's implied as well so he doesn't say specifically i like whiteies much as like what we're going to pull out of your section or that is the trailer of this week (laughs) you're going to like whiteies then kelly going i don't agree with interracial relationships said that? You did say that. You prefixed it with something else, but that's not what I'm pulling out of the podcast, Kelly. <laughs> I feel like there's a listenership. But you know the people who feel like you can't see anything these days, they'll start listening if I pull that bit out. Oh, dear and God. then with Omar as well. Obviously, I can't put you on the post to draw that audience in, Omar, because... But you know I'm a dreadful snowflake. That's why you like me. You, <laughs> you can't paint me as a racist now. Paint me as something else. I, I very do... liberal podcast, this, isn't it, really? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Omar. I do agree with you, though, that regardless of the politics of whether he's right um, about what he, he prefers or not. It just in a relationship, new relationship, it is daft to answer that question honestly. Like, he should have just said, yeah. uh, oh, I don't I don't have a type, no, you know, or you're my type, which is, you know, it's kind of he cheesy. Did, he didn't but... need to be that blatant, did he? Yeah. No, he was so specific. And again, it's what's implied, so he doesn't say specifically, I like white women. Yeah. But the he descriptive features, yeah, the Sorry. descriptive features that he says, oh, white women. He I mean, described somebody from the Aryan race, didn't he? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a checklist of third right categories, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to say as well, I know looks are completely subjective, but like, he's totally punching. She's absolutely stunning. She's beautiful. She's so beautiful. I mean, she makes money from being beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's how beautiful she is. Yeah. I'm fucking hilarious. I barely make any money as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, she's, she's that 
she's that beautiful that I would imagine she's just everyone's type. She kind of overrides lists because she's so pretty. Yeah, even as someone who uh, exclusively is about whiteies. <laughs> this is making me so uncomfortable. I've got sweaty palms. Right. Alexis is, is beautiful, yeah. Yeah, Alexis. She can come on the programme. We'll fix her up with somebody. We could. A non-racist, <laughs> so not Omar. <laughs> um, yeah, then uh, I don't like Jordan when they're, when they're arguing. He does the thing uh, that a lot, we've seen a lot of men do. It's a very common trait is they think that they're staying calm mm. and being more intellectual and engaging mm. in a logical ma- manner in this discussion and that the woman's being crazy and aggressive and responding emotionally. And it's like... Just because you think you're being, you're debating well, as you know, in a, in a logical way, you're very, be being very passive aggressive in, in what you're doing. Hugely. Yeah. It's so, so passive aggressive. And it's not, yeah, in his head, he thinks he'll be coming across in a totally, totally, totally different way. Yeah. And, but, he, and he does that thing that men do to silence women where he, he's horrified that she swears. Oh, God. It's <laughs> horrified. My partner just suddenly started, when he said that, she was like, oh, I just started unleashing curses at the TV. Yeah, it's like a step away from wiring our jaws so we can't speak, do you know what I mean? Ugh. There's a couple of men, Frankie, like that on this series <laughs> who clearly hate the way women speak. I bet Frankie's proper offended by women swearing as well. Oh, he will be. And he'll think all feminists are lesbians. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And swearing's class. Swearing is absolutely brilliant, and I think it's even better when women do because you can attach like swear words have a different meaning depending on the gender that's using them I think it's quite exciting to have that equal power in some way and why deny yourself some of the best vocabulary that we have yeah like you swear very well Kelly do you, I? yeah because you're quite soft and you look like like you're just a lovely <laughs> lovely woman and then the fucking torrent <laughs> no! that comes out of your mouth I think it's to do with my Welsh consonants everything's quite hard hitting isn't it hmm <laughs> do you not like Welsh people as well though do you, well, I mean you're the one who's very anti-Jordan he's Welsh oh is he yeah no I know yeah I, do, I, I really actually have taken an instant dislike to him and I don't do that very much I thought he seemed alright for bits at the start when he comes in he just come across quite, quite shy and seemed like a decent bloke who was just a bit nervous and a bit shy yeah and then as it slowly unravels I oh he's mm. this sort of man Mm-hmm. And it's the it comes up later on when you talk about like male traits and masculinity and what masculinity is. This is an example where because what he's doing is quite subtle and he probably thinks he's quite a switched on man, but his behaviours are so manipulative mm. and so subtle. But obviously, when you've got a camera pointing at you, and we're able to watch it and dissect it. Not subtle, Jordan. Not, <laughs> not subtle at all. all. Well, with what we're talking about, I mean, I, I, th- I know where you're going with this, but I think we should finish off that first episode by um, covering that first episode with the other wedding, Adam and Tyre, before we move into all the honeymoony type stuff. So on to the next couple, Adam and Tyre. What were your thoughts about these two? Oh, well, so... (laughs) This is the thing that concerned me a little bit about Taya. I think it's lovely where they're going. It's exciting that they're kind of instantly in love. But if I can just take it very briefly off on a dark tangent, one of the first things that she mentions is that she's had a miscarriage. 
Now, as a woman who's had a miscarriage, it is the saddest and most mentally ill I've ever been in my life. And you, you do not rest. You cannot rest until there is a baby in your tummy. And I can't help but think that's maybe like fueling how excited she is by the marriage. Because she even said, I'm jumping ahead. But when he said, I love you, she said, I love you too. Now let's go make a baby. She did. I mean, that was a obviously. Obviously, she was joking. But I get what you're saying. She wasn't that, joking. That joke comes from somewhere. Though, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. She's a heartbroken, grieving woman who lost a baby. He's a decent, good-looking guy who said, "I love you," and she's like, "Yes, come mm-hmm. on, make you, a baby you, with me." You think for her own best interests, it's maybe hit the brakes a little bit. Yeah, I do. And that that, that sounds really cynical and a bit boring because it's lovely and why stop love? But I just, it's quite scarily fast. Isn't no, there's it? nothing. There's nothing wrong with with. It's not being cynical. It's been what, what is going to be the most effective way of of this relationship developing in, yeah. the, in the correct manner. But it's her development as well. It's not just the relationship. Like yeah. what you're saying, Kelly, is something that no matter how much, like I would think, me and Omar are both empathetic men, we will never ever know what that feels like because we will never have oh, a it's child so in our stomach. Like unbelievably sad. Yeah. Like you just feel like you've just watched Bambi for the first time every day. It's horrible. So, so we could go, she's joking, and, but we'll never know. So no. as much mm-hmm. as you can go, we'd really like to see how the relationship develops, and, but it's about her as a person yeah. as well. Which you'd hope watching a show like this, actually the experts on this seem a lot better than what it had in the Australian they version. Do. Like there's no one there that hates women like John did. Yeah. That's a great start. <laughs> it's a bonus. Like he's probably a class cricketer. <laughs> But hate women, like, and that doesn't come across. And women are given space to breathe. And I think the attitude towards masculinity in this one's been really interesting. Which again, we're sort of touching on something that will come later. But you'd think that support's going to be there for her, yeah. And just being set up with Adam, and it does go quite fast with Adam. I'm fa- he's my most fascinating one. Really, he is thick as mint. <laughs> Like, so dense. He's a lovely man, right? But he's just so dense. He's got the vibe, for me, right? He's got the vibe of a stable boy who's been kicked in the head by a horse. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's the vibe he gives off. And I feel bad because he might listen to this, like, and he might listen and hear that, and I'd be sorry, but he'll have a fucking clue what I'm saying, so it's fine, like, it doesn't matter. He's just really, he doesn't look like he fully understands what's going on. And throughout this week, there's been times where... Like, I think he's, I know what you're yeah, referring he's to. Ahead. And when he does say, so we'll sort of come to that now as we talk about them as a couple, but when he does say, I love you, it's took us a couple of days to realise, but you know when Anchorman, when Steve Carell plays Brick Tamlin, mm-hmm. yes. and he's like, I love Lamp, I feel like he was looking at her, <laughs> and that's why he said it, but it could have been anything. Oh, man, I think you're being a bit harsh. I mean, I get what you're saying. He's, you know, he's not going to go on Mastermind. He's, I don't he's, think he could work sitting in the chair on Mastermind, let alone answer the questions I follow. Omar, he nearly married the bridesmaid. That was it, yeah. <laughs> he turned around and went, wow, at one of the bridesmaids. Come on now. Like, he's lovely and he's such he's a lovely so man. Lovely. I'd happily hang out with him, but you'd have to constantly understand he doesn't fully know what's going yeah. on. Because again, he saw a woman walking down the aisle, didn't know how a marriage works, didn't know what weddings are set up like, just saw a woman and thought, this is mine. And later on, he's still going about how it was love at first sight in a type, but it wasn't though you literally saw another woman. <laughs> Yeah. And then went, oh, it's not here. That's fine, all right. I'll do it yeah. again. Do it again. Do it again. Oh my god, you look so beautiful. Yeah. The um, I mean, I want it on the record here. If Adam is is listening, I tried to defend you, Adam, <laughs> but you didn't give me much much to work <laughs> with. To be fair, what the fuck were you thinking, mate? <laughs> like, and wasn't she in like a purple dress? It meant nothing <laughs> like a bride. Yeah. He's proper canny. Like he's yeah, dead he's nice. <laughs> he's lovely. 
No, I'm happy for them that it's because my cons- one of my concerns with this new format of the series was that it was going to be just all drama and some of it's you know just characters, uh, people on there. It's designed to be inflammatory, uh, but really the the reason we get sucked into this show is because you want to see people where it's a success, and you know they're going to. Ha- it can't all be like this for them, surely. Just all smooth sailing for the rest of the the, the series. They're going to have some things they've got to overcome, surely, but. Um, you want to see these success stories. Oh, yeah, you do. And it's lovely. And you find yourself grinning at the TV and you're like, oh, this is working. It's happening. What what I enjoy, though, as well, um, is that how much everyone else hates how well they're doing. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> yeah, Megan especially, going around looking for a piece of schadenfreude. Are you in love yet? Are you in love yet? <laughs> oh, no, everyone's in love but me. <laughs> God. Yeah, no one's loving their love. It's a weird feeling, that, though, because you must know, like, they're not really in love. You can't be in love after a week. Can you not? That's a big question, that, isn't it? No, you can't. Categorically, I've answered that. I know it's like something that should be down to feelings and individual people. No, you can't. You can't possibly be in love, love, after a week. You can't know enough about someone to be in love with them no, after I, a week. No, I agree. That's what I've always thought. But, I like, it's an interesting one, isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's interesting. Like, I would say that, that with my partner... I think there was a definite sense that I'm not going to say I was in love with her after a week, but it was like there was a definite sense of like, right, this is different. And fair enough, you're right. Oh. So that's not love, but it's a big change. In you know, I knew there was like, oh, this is this is different. So, but that's what makes it stronger. Do you not think, though, more is that you know with that person, this is building towards love. So you've got an honest appraisal of where your feelings are, which is, oh, this is different. This is special. It's building towards something. So you're not then rushing in because if you go to love within the first week, you've not got anything left. No. <laughs> like you've gone far too hard too quick. It makes me panic as well. I remember when I was in year eight, right? Ryan Hopkins in my class brought me a gold necklace from Elizabeth Duke in Argos with this letter, handwritten letter that was like, I love you. You're so unique. That freaked me out. I was like, why am I different to other girls? But I, I just knew, I knew on some level that this this wasn't right. And he's gay now. Do you know, know what I mean? Is like, he gay now or was he always gay? Well, this Colin? is what I mean. He was always gay and he was just trying to patch it over with an Elizabeth Duke necklace with me. Like, it's not right when somebody says I love you straight away. If he's feeling it, he's feeling it, though. I mean, that took a lot of balls for him to say that. you got to admire that. I don't it, but again, I think he's got such a limited vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> he's got... He probably just forgot the word like. And was like, oh, I've got hate. I've got love. I don't hate that. Hello. I love you. It's quite a good point. Do people with limited vocabulary say it sooner, do you think? That's, I've never thought of it like that before. They must do, because you've got less ways. It's it, being in touch with your feelings as well. So again, talking about the way you talk about you and Claire, like you've got more range of emotion to understand it's a whole spread mm-hmm. before you get to love. Whereas if you're... Say when you're little, if you're little, you, you like, oh, I love this person yeah. because you've only got four or five different emotive feelings you can put towards someone. Whereas yeah. then you learn like... Or, like, it's a whole range of things, and a whole range of things happening at once. That's such a good point. Mm. Thank you. That's actually insightful. Wasn't it? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that today. Trying to replace John on the Australian version. <laughs> to you know, be insightful or take up cricket and hate women, so I'll try insightful first, <laughs> and then if not, someone passes me back. I think um, to come to, um, just back to Jordan and Alexis, actually, the honeymoon, so I was thinking of the, uh, not being empathetic, it was the first of the, Water-related incidents on the honeymoons was her on the on the Lilo, 
And she's having a terrible time and he's just pissing himself. I know. It's the happiest you see him on this programme is when she's, like, terrified. That tells you a lot about a man. It does. I can't think of them on the Lilo, so I'm going to hint at something that happens there. I tweeted out today. But she says on the couch when they're talking about the feelings oh, and the commitment ceremony, she says that they did water sports on the hoodie. <laughs> I know. And PCB, oh, he oh, holds it together well. Oh, he's so professional. So professional. But a look crosses over his face. Because he- in his head, he's like, water sports means piss. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> I mean, they are very open. They've got, gone very far very quickly. Oh, you God, see, I know. Adam, you can go piss, <laughs> then love. There's a whole range of emotions. <laughs> but yeah, um, they're getting pulled along behind that speedboat, and uh, uh, Alexis is just having a terrible time, and he's not—he's not empathetic at all. I don't know what it is about being on the water and married at first sight, Australia or UK. It just seems to to cause problems. Yeah, it does. Mike taking Heidi out on the boat, Jordan and Alexis. Frankie uh, going out on the paddleboard and starting to do push-ups. <laughs> oh, God, I know. We said last week, we foresaw this, we said he was going to do some awful form of water torture. And he did with those push-ups. Absolutely did. And they got a lot of people questioned their holiday because they only go up the lake district. Oh, God, I know. But it looks like they got proper shafted. But is it, do you reckon it's just because she's got kids and she couldn't really be far away? Possibly. Oh, maybe. All right, yeah. That was my theory is because yeah. if you've got burns, you don't want to be far away from them. That's something I find really interesting. And we're going to, we'll uh, touch on it, but we're going to interview PCB tomorrow, which will be an episode. I'd love to know how they manage with people who have kids. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. If you were a single mother, Kelly, I can't yeah. imagine you would find that easy at all. They'd have to come with this, which would kill any romance, but I wouldn't go without them. Not mm-hmm. that I'm judging the mothers on this series. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get settled with Adam and he's on their level. And then I, mean, no, just... I, I was thinking he'd be a lovely dad because he'd be so into playing all the games with them and that. <laughs> <laughs> he might learn things as well. He yeah. can help him with his handwriting, his spelling, and that. Oh, his motor skills. He's disappointed yeah. that they don't want to play kaplunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Adam, if you're listening, well done for working the play button, son. I'm really proud of you. Good, good on you for using <laughs> your mum's phone to listen. <laughs> We're being mean about the nicest person on the program. No, Luke's the nicest. Oh my god, I know Luke when he says, "I just love being around her." That's what every woman wants to hear. Mm, yeah, I mean, context is everything, though. If it's like you're not in a relationship with them and they're like, oh, I just love being around her, <laughs> suddenly takes on a different tone, doesn't it? Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. It is nice how he wants to be around her, though, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah, it's lovely. He just seems like a thoroughly decent man. Um, Harmless is the term I'd use. I think that's often underrated. <laughs> he, he kind of. It, something that he does that doesn't do him any favours, though, is he reduces himself continually diminishes his own kind of presence when they when they first get to their house and she's like there's not enough room in the wardrobe he's like you have it i'll work around it like, yes. and i wish he wouldn't do that it goes along with you know when he changed the way he dressed for her and he's he's a very nice guy like at the at the dinner party he he went to go to the toilet and he, he said oh he said to her are you going to be all right with me and we, if, I'm, if i go for a minute you know he's just he's yeah. always checking in on her and being very attentive and they did considering where morag like absolutely belittled him about his appearance on the honeymoon at the dinner party. I think they had a much better rapport. Yeah, yeah. I think things have progressed. 
It's good. It's a fine line. So he's got to get that right, which is being there and being supportive and not ending up sleeping at the bottom of the bed, curled up in a ball. Like, do you know what I mean? It's getting that right. Yeah. Because at the moment he's on a very shady territory where it's just like a little lapdog because he'll do everything she says he needs to find. And again, it's those things of growing as people. He needs to find a little bit of who he is as a person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like he's earned his place in the world. He deserves to be here. He doesn't need to keep making excuses for himself or saying sorry. And for Morag, the man that she describes she wants is a very superficial sort of man who may not find her attractive. This is true, and she's been down that road and it hasn't worked. And, you know, looking at the commitment ceremony, the stuff that I loved PCB... Giving, oh. her, giving her a breakdown. <gasps> on, on Can I just say that was so hot? <laughs> it was so hot. PCB telling her what a real man is, a real man will call. Yes, he can will. Like, <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. I'm going to make myself my own little eye movie for bedtime of that. <laughs> just me and PCB under the covers together I'm not interviewing him tomorrow so it's fine that's why well, you said you were busy but if we've had to intervene and be Kelly you're not allowed no alone time with a laptop for you and PCB no, but as men watching it well, I'm not going to say you were turned on like I was but how did you feel were you like yes I that thought, is what a man oh, is no I was massively turned on I thought, <laughs> no I thought it was excellent because look there's a difference between saying um, Luke needs to be a bit more confident and a bit more self-assured and saying that he's he's um, he shouldn't be empathetic and compassionate with her and, you know, that a man's just about uh, biceps and triceps, oh you God, know, know. Like, which, you know, are important. Just all just, the uh, absolute bits off me, men like that, who are at the gym all the time. I know you both go to the gym, but you have other stuff about you. I just, why does she want a man like that? She'd never see him. Just be oiling his... Muscles and talk, <laughs> talking about how fit he is in the mirror. Because the fit, though, that's what it is. It's because the fit, that really nice to look at. And again, that's that thing where you come back to talking about being in love really early on. You can often confuse lust and love. Like, it's really good to find someone attractive and looking at them thinking they're really fit. Yeah. But sometimes if there's now going on behind the eyes, like... Oh, well, we've definitely all had that, haven't we? Where you're like, oh, he's beautiful. And then he starts talking, you're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> So the dinner party then, got to talk about that. This was the bit I said last week, this is what I'm looking forward to while they all meet each other. And they're all like, you know, all suited and booted, uh, Bob and Megan a bit matchy-matchy, I thought. I think the experts said, did she dress him? But, you know, I I thought that jacket suited him. Oh, yeah, he's totally got the panache to pull off that blazer. It was interesting before on the way on the way down there he was saying, you know, I was a bit quiet at the end of the honeymoon and I need to be I need to be myself. Which is the correct attitude, but um, you know, ultimately I think Bob is not what Megan <laughs> wants. I'm not sure she's on the same I got the same sense of humour. Oh well he's she keeps saying over and over and over again that he's not what she wants. She she picks on him. Doesn't she? She yeah. really picks on him. I, d- I find it really uncomfortable. It's like a puppy Bob. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And he's lovely. And if you don't fancy him, that's fine. But stop making your sadness about the fact that you weren't matched with who you wanted to be all about him. Like, she could take some responsibility there and be like, you're mint. Somebody would love the pants off you. But unfortunately, it's not me. But instead, she keeps going. It's you. You keep changing who you are. It's you. You're like a kid. It's you. Mm, he is like a kid, though. Yeah, he is. But I just, I feel like she bullies him a little bit. She does. She doesn't treat him with the best. But in if you're her, her entire experience of this show 
She's not going to get what she wanted. She come into this to yeah. date someone and find love. But she absolutely does not need to act like that towards him. What you could do is then just go, well, actually, I can get a different experience out of this. I might not find a partner, but actually I could enjoy Bob's company, have a nice time, find out more yeah. about Bob, find out more about the couples around us. But she comes in with such a negative attitude that that does end up leading to her then putting Bob down. And but I it's think, not Bob's fault. Yeah, and I think her constantly blaming him makes him think... Oh, if I change this, if I change that, there might be a chance. What she needs to say very kindly and clearly is, this is never going to happen. But instead, she keeps going, oh, well, we had a decent conversation and now I'm feeling different. It's just- yeah, it's a bit it's a bit wishy-washy, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, I agree with what you say inside, but I do think it's hard to say, right, we're never going to, I'm never going to fall in love with Bob, can enjoy his company. But it's hard to enjoy someone's company when their energy is very much, Mom, look at me! Mom! 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 Watch! Watch what I'm doing! (laughs) But have you noticed he gets so much more like that after she's been mean to him? He can be, they can have, he can have moments where he's quite calm and sincere, and then she'll put him down and all of a sudden he's doing backflips or whatever. (laughs) It's. I mean, throwing that food in his, having that food hanging out of his mouth and chucking the food around the table, it's like, you know by now, surely she's she doesn't like that. And I get you trying to cheer her up because she's upset, um, but she's upset because she's not in a match with someone who has a similar personality, yeah. you know, to to her. So doing more of the stuff you know she doesn't like is that gun. Although it's admirable that you want to try and cheer her up and endear yourself to her. Your method is wrong. Yeah. It's panic, in it? It's like it's, he's looking for validation, but he doesn't know. The only time that he's ever had validation before will be, oh, cause Bob's funny. Bob's a laugh, and that's where his validation comes from. So he doesn't know he could get validation from saying something interesting or being comforting. The instantaneous thing when you feel that put down is you probably go to your very base instinct, and Bob's will be, oh, just to be funny. If I'm I'm funny, people will react. And that's particularly around a table like that, where there's not, like, none of them are that funny at all. That Bob is like, well, this is my role. This is what I'm going to step into as I'll be the funny one. Because in a big group as well, it's something that's often taken for granted with the dinner parties. It's like, I'd struggle hard being in a table of, what, 12 people, is it? More? Uh, 16. 16. Like, I don't like restaurants at the best of times. I find them overwhelming. Being around a table of that many people, I don't know. Even me as somebody who is like a performer, like, I would struggle to figure out who I am within that scenario. Would you go into performer mode, do you think? No, I'd probably retreat. I'd go shyer. Mm. I'd just go quieter. But then you try and figure out, like, where your place is. I'd have just chats with the people in the areas. I don't like being gregarious and big and loud in that yeah. situation. But that's because my validation would come from separate conversations, speaking to other people, rather than what Bob does is he panicked and then went, oh, if I'm big and loud, mm. I'll get more validation. It, it is interesting that you're right. It's a big table and they just can't, they can't have had that much time together, which is why if we, the big thing at the dinner party, Obviously, Nikita's uh, yeah. explosion. Her whole thing about like, oh, you, you, you're taking the piss out of my friend. You're taking the, like, how well do you know Alexis, Nikita? Well, they bonded at the hen party. She said, didn't she? All oh, right, that forty-five minutes yeah. that they spent together. Yeah, yeah. She would have booted off if it was someone who served on Greg's once, though. She was just looking for a fight, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I said Greg's because I know she likes Greg's. You can just tell <laughs> she's booted off outside of Greg's at four o'clock in the morning. Nikita has the reason there's a bouncer on Newcastle Greg's I reckon it's that sort of glass, <laughs> you know what I mean? and she's had a bev it was like a crossover show because it felt like a crossover between Geordie Shaw it really did and Married at First Sight yeah it what, did what I enjoyed about it was that although there's people on, on the show who are like dislike boring you know whatever 
but pretty much all of them were just like, oh, we're not interested. You know, you scream and shout, but and you're going to do that for a yeah. few minutes and then you're going to walk off. I also hate this thing, and um, women do this, is, oh, you don't want to make me angry, or what? <laughs> women in the Incredible Hulk or more. <laughs> yeah. Sure but the, but this you. is the thing. This is the difference. I'm a fucking grown man. You're not my mum. What are you going to, you're going to shout at me? Oh no, gutted. Well, you, you're going to hit me. I've been hit by like people who, like men who are 16 stone. I don't reckon you're going to hurt me that much. Like, it's just swilling in it though. That cheese got in a locker, which <laughs> yeah. is annoying. That is something that kind you can go off and get hit. I'll get back up. But if you swill someone, that's in a room. That's a good shirt down the drain. <laughs> and that's what she knows she's got in a locker is like, she's got a double vodka and coke in her hand and a scanning down you and it's sticky. Yeah. And that's what Nikita's got. She also calls him a Welsh, and I'll not use the word, but a Welsh C word, mm-hmm, which is does. a bit much. It's my pet name for you though, Kelly, which <laughs> yeah, is nice. Yeah, I'm so fine with I, that. I like again our podcast getting into the real world there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's just a bit. It's weird when people use, so how did you feel as a Welsh person that she's using Welsh as an insult there? <laughs> uh, it doesn't surprise me. I, fi- I think it happens quite a lot. I mean, we've talked about this before. They, I don't feel like as a nation we're massively respected culturally. We tend to be the ones that people take the mick out of and stuff, as are the Geordies. Um, it was a bit weird. It was a weird but I'm pleased she said that and didn't kind of pick on his race or anything, because that would have been way more explosive and controversial, wouldn't it? Oh, it would have been horrific. I yeah. mean, phenomenal television, but absolutely mm. awful. Something that I'm looking forward to asking PCB tomorrow is that um, during the uh, commitment ceremony, when he says that Nikita has to leave oh, yes. the process, he says it escalated off screen. Is he able to tell us what happened off, off screen? Oh, what do you think happened? She will have just been shouting and swearing at production staff and things, yeah. I assume. I don't think... She may have, well, as you predicted, may have thrown something against the wall. You thrown know? something, smashed a glass off a wall and squared up the people. Mm-hmm. I think she, she gets... She's like a space invader. She'll have got in people's space knowing that they can't react because the way that she's doing that there is to try and provoke a reaction. Oh, to be honest, it, it, I mean, it was so serious the way they introduced it. Like, you know, she's going to have to leave and it was... I thought maybe she'd like bit somebody or something. <laughs> Louis Suarez style. They just bit Ant's ear or... Oh, Mike just, Tyson style. I just thought, yeah. I didn't think it was just shouting and like... Because that's just her anyway. Well, this is, this is what I mean. At the end, it's if you, it's impotent. It's just impotent rage. Just like, all right, go on, get it out of your system 10 minutes and then fuck off. We'll get back to our canapes. Sounds like you might be talking about an ex-girlfriend here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, on, I'm honestly not because I just don't um, hang around. As soon, as soon as I see anything like that, I'm just gone. I'm not not interested in any kind of. I was put off by a girl because she wanted to change table at a restaurant on a first date. I just don't need the hassle, you know. So you don't like women who swear either. I don't like women who think for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did think like um, someone we've not spoken about yet is. Uh, Josh, Josh and Amy. I think he handled it quite well because he was like, he was, he, he actually was. Um, I know we've spoken about men talking to women and being passive, passive aggressive and trying to come across as reasonable. I actually thought he was reasonable in the sense of like, I'm not bothered about your shit. You know, I, I'm telling you what you're doing is wrong and, you know, do it and then just go on. We'll get, get on with our night. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't escalate it. It was just, you know. No? No, I just thought, shut up, you're not a boyfriend. Go back to school. He's just so young. I don't. I wouldn't like somebody younger than me telling me what to do. I've got a bit of a thing about that. Really? Yeah. He's just, he's, I don't know. I'm not sure about him. 
he, he gaslights Amy a lot as well. Do you think? Yeah. Every time she wants a cuddle, he's like, what's the matter with you? Have you got issues? <laughs> yeah, you're very needy. Okay, this is a fair, this is a fair yeah. point. Maybe yeah. I've not thought as much about this. Like, there was that pillow gate thing, wasn't there, where apparently <laughs> her pillow touched him in the middle of the night or something, and he, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. But The, the, the politics of bedding <laughs> is very yeah. interesting. Like, with Claire, my pe- she, she doesn't understand that she, like, she makes herself into a little cocoon. So if I want any of the duvet, I have to pull it out from under her. Yeah. And then she might get annoyed that I'm like disturbing it. It's like, well, just give me some of the duvet then. Well, just the spoon in's the answer there. Become the cocoon with her. She's too warm. Yeah, it's too warm. You can't be being that. <laughs> it is really warm at the moment, actually. I'll give you that. It is really just warm. Just generally, though, spooning's very warm. Like, I radiate heat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't... Becca has to move away from me in the night because it's just too warm. Even in cold times. Like, it's just too warm. We live in the northeast. You but, can do some spooning. So I said cold right. times. It's always cold times, but I'm still... Yeah. Erin the Bairn calls us radiator all the time. Radiate. Because <laughs> I'm so full of love. <laughs> I think it's all the thoughts that you've got racing through your mind, making you hot. Maybe. You're a bit of a thinker, aren't you? I am. Always thinking about married at first sight. I struggle to sleep without being cuddled, and that's pathetic, but it's the truth. I would, be, I would be in Amy's bracket of... I'm fine, like me and Beck, I used to like a cuddle, but now we've got a puppy, so any affection is just non-existent because we can't have any. <laughs> to, to be fair, I was just thinking with you saying about the, the um, needing the cuddling and everything, um, that Amy and Josh, it went a bit bit further than cuddling, didn't it? On the oh, honeymoon, yeah. they did all the chocolate rubbing on each other and things. Yeah, and- it was weird that because he had zero interest in her. She was needy, she was a freak, and then he got to rub stuff on her ass, and he was like, actually, she's excellent. I really like her. Do you I, want an example, Kelly, of men? <laughs> there. Just that. <laughs> that is men. It was literally that pointed, though. Oh, no, she's weird. Pillowgate, all of this. She's needy. She's got issues. And, oh, hang on. Just rubbing some chocolate on her ass, and now I'm really into her. Yeah. <laughs> men are that simple, though. It's heartbreaking, and I hate admitting it. I know I'm like that. Like, we are idiots. Like, you could be awful to her, and then just it'll be one moment of little affection. Well, that's fine. Just because we're just, like, women are lush, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, we've got all this witchcraft at our fingertips. We can use makeup, we can use Botox, we can do things. I think that's why the women, and we see it in this series a lot, if people say to our faces that they don't fancy us, we really struggle with it because we've worked so hard at our appearance. Whereas men don't have to, so they don't, again, understand that. Because no. we don't have that weapon that we can use, that we can be, oh, look, I've put my football shorts on for you. Do you want to? Yeah. I'm forgiven now. It's not the same, is it? <laughs> Commitment ceremony then, end of the week. What a way to end a week. Oh, my God, I know. I, I, I was shouting at the TV. I was doing the um, our commitment ceremony cocktail club and I threw a margarita through the telly. It was just, it, it was insane. I was, I was so drained by the end of it. I know. I mean, what was the, what was the, <laughs> what a funny moment that's just popped into my head was Bob saying, thanks for telling me, you're still a prick. Oh, it's my favourite. <laughs> it was my favourite Bob moment of the series. <laughs> it was brilliant. But also it was testament to that he might not be, God love him, that emotionally aware, Bob. Because she's literally spent all this time saying she's not interested, like, you're rubbish, everything you do bugs me. But then he was heartbroken that yes. she'd 
being interested in somebody else. It's the embarrassment of it, but I don't think Bob realises that's the feeling that he's got going on. Yeah. Again, Bob is quite emotionally, I think, just, he's young, quite emotionally simple, yeah, young. And naive that he'll feel massively, massively embarrassed. And that's often it ties into masculinity. Like yeah. once a man feels embarrassed and some of your masculinity is removed, that's when other feelings come out yeah. and you don't always process those because you're not taught to process them when you're younger. So I think for Bob, the feeling seems to be that he'll be embarrassed that a woman's made a fool of him. But his, which is probably healthier than getting angry and then taking it out on women for the rest of your life, like a lot of men do. Yeah. He just he just feels sad. And that's what makes it so heartbreaking to watch is you can see how sad he is. He is very sad. One, one thing... <laughs> <laughs> he is very sad moving on <laughs> that was colder than sad that was colder than Taya's cat <laughs> oh god yeah that cat did not care about Taya crying um, one misstep I thought well he's made many missteps Bob but something I definitely disagreed with was him going over and uh, shaking Jordan's hand to seem to give the impression of I am the bigger man mm. uh, this will help me get over this because that is a good thing if it is true and sincere and like you think, you know what, you reflect on that situation and think, yeah, you know, um, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to carry the baggage of this anymore. But I think he's done it so quickly that it was just like he felt that that's what he should do. Mm. It was an appearance of be- of acceptance. You know? I preferred it when he just called him a prick. Yeah, exactly. It was better. It was, it, he was right to be angry. This is something that people, I think, don't appreciate is sometimes there is a correct time to be genuinely angry. Yeah. It was righteous anger that he should have yeah. had there. But Bob was all over the place there. And I reckon, I'm going to call this the PCB effect, right? And this is my psychological theory that if I was in a room and I was as angry and sad as Bob, Bob was there, but PCB was in that room, I wouldn't want to let PCB down. Oh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I want to go and swill this motherfucker. And then I'd look over and see he's suiting his turtleneck and I'd feel those eyes burning through his and I'd be, I'm just going to go and shake his hand. <laughs> because I do not want to let PCB down. I am a better man than this. And that's, I think that would have an effect. And again, when you're in a room where there's cameras, it must hit you to think, oh, I can't do what I want to do. Like if that was in a bar and someone's done that to you, like it would be, you'd you'd react differently. But if you're in a brightly lit studio and you see all these people around you and a lot of them are strangers, that must have an effect where you go, I need to try and hold yeah, this together. Yeah, you'll be aware of the cameras. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's why you maybe wanted to have that appearance of being accepting of what Jordan had done. But the correct response is to be like, even in a bar, is to be, Jordan, I don't really know you. You seem like a fucking bellend. <laughs> have a nice life. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's not some best mate that's betrayed you or something. You don't really know any of these people, but you're right to be angry. You don't need to do the whole, you know, oh, I forgive you mm. yeah. kind of thing. The best version of handling that anger that I've ever seen on TV, because uh, I just need to appreciate it, was Mick in the last series. Because I've never <laughs> seen anyone more full of indignation and just, oh, like he was fuming. Just, oh, like he had to get up and walk around. And that I've never felt there's been a better representation of what it feels like when you feel angry and you yeah. can't process it. Because you're just wandering around the studio being the most Australian man in the world. Oh, you bloody, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, um, Jordan, when he was sat at the side with the others and Megan and Bob were on the on the couch with the experts and Megan's saying, oh, he's saying something different to what she's told Jordan. Mm. Jordan's face, like, he was pissed off. Yeah. He was not happy. Like, that whole thing, compl- they played it all completely I think it was just because a woman was speaking. 
<laughs> it's just like, shh. <laughs> uh, this is something with Jordan and Alexis I wanted to ask you, actually, because that situation was where he was saying, oh, I wasn't, you know, I was actually intimidated, you know, were you going to hit me or not? Mm. I, di- I didn't know. And who knows the truth without you, mm. without you being there? But Alexis there is in a catch-22 because I was watching it and she got up and stormed out and it doesn't defend her against his accusation of no. her being explosive. But then what can she do? Yeah, she was in such a horrible position there because he was gaslighting her and he was saying, oh, I was scared, I was scared of you because you're five foot one foot. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and I, it's hard to say it as a woman because it sounds like I'm dismissing, dismissing domestic violence against men and I'm not... But just size-wise, he could handle himself if she decided to raise her fists. Exactly. Um, and then also, it, she couldn't win because she was boiling up inside. And then all that did was reaffirm what he was saying. Well, that's so, how that works as an action, Kelly, because you're exactly right. You can't win. That's why men do that. Mm. Because, like, without meaning to get too deep into it, but that's how patriarchal society works. Is we yeah. can put women constantly in a position where you can't win. Yeah. Because he can say something like that. She can't disprove it. It's a proper weaponized, loaded statement that, like, it's a subjective thing as well. If he says he felt scared or he felt threatened, yeah. it's a feeling. So anything she does then, she can't tell him he was wrong because that's how he felt. Yeah. And then, but then she can't do anything on top of that. So it's a horrible position that he put her in. And that's not the forum for that. Like, the forum for that, he's chose that moment on telly to mm. say, you're a threatening woman and you yeah. made me feel this way. He could have, if he felt threatened, spoke to... One of the experts alone yeah. spoke to someone in that situation. But it's the moment that he chooses really weaponizes that because it puts her in an impossible situation. I did. I did really feel for her because we'd seen as well how much he'd... He had been pretty horrible to her. He'd laughed at her when she was scared. He'd kind of said to her face that he didn't fancy her. In fact, she was the opposite of his type. All of the, and, then he, and then he was just like, and she was violent. And she had nowhere to go with that. It was mm-hmm. really... It was uncomfortable to watch. It's just an idiot as well. She's fucking lush. Like, he's, like, be far beyond what he deserves because he's obviously a piece of shit. Yeah. And just nowhere near as attractive as I. I know. Do we think they are going to bring Ant and Alexis back? Oh, they had lovely chemistry, didn't they, at the they, table? They, they were flirting like crazy. Yeah. His little fluttering eyes. I oh had chemistry God. with them then. <laughs> Bloody hell. When he went... What's your type? Is it green eyes? And she was like, oh, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was good flirting, though, between them. Like, she was, that built nicely. Yeah. She was doing the whole playing with the necklace yeah, thing. Yeah, she was. She was putting her hair behind her ear a lot. I noticed. I, 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 when, uh, like, when going dating and stuff, seeing that stuff is like, it makes you feel very good about yourself yeah. when you see women doing that kind of stuff. I can imagine. You do know that if a woman plays with a necklace, it doesn't necessarily mean she wants to have sex with you though, right? Like oh. that wouldn't stand up in court. That's she ex- was playing with her necklace. This explains a lot of uncomfortable moments. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was definitely flirting. Yeah, do you think they'll bring them back to give a go? Have a go of it? Could do, they might as well. It's one of those things, though, where this series I prefer, because I've talked to people about previous Brit- British series of Married at First Day, and see it used to be much more like a, like an experiment, and it was a social experiment. Now it's just like, I don't know, Love Island, and you're like, oh, that's better. Like, it's yeah. just better, isn't it? Like, that's what I'd rather watch. I like science, and that science is good. Is it as yeah. good as telly? No. no. Telly's the best. Is it as good as PCB telling you what a man is just before bed? Oh. That was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, I would say though as well we've given PCB correctly rightly we've given him a lot of praise Um, but I would also say Mel uh, Mel Schilling 
from the Australian version came across really well in the commitment ceremony. Oh, yeah, yeah that was the best. Yeah. Where she, where she challenged Frankie yes. and Marilise because that was, he didn't want to give up anything. He was like, no, we're perfect. If there's a problem, I will spot it in her before she even knows about it and I will fix it. Uh, oh, my God, <laughs> I know. And she wasn't even answering any of the questions. They'd ask a question and Marilise would look up at Frankie for the answer. It was horrible. Can we also acknowledge with Frankie as well? He's a little shout out to his army background that he was smuggling bullets under his top. He sees little nips poking out. I didn't notice <laughs> that. Look like a nipple on. I was too busy checking to see if he was like if he was like squeezing a hand really hard or something. Or the the moment where she she broke hand contact with him and mm. moved away slightly, it was uncomfortable to watch. He was furious was. that he'd said that she'd said his hands were a bit sweaty yeah. Yeah. in front of everyone. He's really uncomfortable to watch though. It's we talked about it in the last one. I do not like him, and Mel is. Brilliant in this episode. Like, she's she so good. She handles that so well. But when you watch, she starts speaking, who was obviously a really knowledgeable, well educated woman who was like an expert in her field. And she starts speaking, and Frankie is fuming that a woman dare challenge him. Yeah. Not even just challenge him, just speak. The look on his face is like a woman just speaking. It's like yeah. he's watching a dog ride a bike. He's confused. He's angry. Yeah. He's. <laughs> He kind of caught with it. I know. Yeah, he really, really struggled when she tried to challenge him there. And when they both write stay as well, I was checking because I would convinced her answer was just going to be in his handwriting yeah. or like just <laughs> or contain like a message. If you look close enough, it was stay actually help written backwards in a mirror or something. <laughs> was she? Honestly, it was uncomfortable to watch. I think if you watch back, she's blinking in Morse code help. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but this is the thing. That's what it felt like. I've got an issue with controlling men anyway. I really, really struggle. I just, in work, in friendships, in anything, I really struggle. So I was like, maybe it's just me. But no, you two are saying it as well. So it was no, weird. It was, it was very strange and uncomfortable to watch. A slightly heartbreaking moment, I thought, was with Josh and Amy. Uh, which again, Mel was involved in that and saying, so he's giving you no indication that he's looking elsewhere and he's ready to leave. So why are you thinking Ooh. what that's what's going to happen? And she goes, because that's what they do. They always do, yeah. she said. I felt that. It's proper heartbreaking, isn't it? I know. Oh, poor Amy. And she's, she's nice here. Yeah. I like her. I just, uh, not to say she could do better, that's not a nice way of wording it, but she could do better like than Josh I think than somebody that calls you needy when you need a cuddle and uh, yeah that's something hopefully the way you'd hope with this series that he'll learn that those behaviours aren't helpful to her yeah. and he might develop as a person like I think as much as you can go on an old soul he's still just a bin I don't think he's really got anywhere near as much of a clue to how the world works that he thinks he has because no. I know when I was like in my 20s you were probably both the same you think you're much smarter and more knowledgeable than oh, what you are I was a baby yeah I was a little gobshite but yeah. I thought I knew stuff <laughs> yeah. but knew football yeah. do you know what I mean and he's yeah. the same like even he might end up growing the more he grows the better he is and that's what's nice with like watching the way they've handled people like uh, like Luke and the conversation around toxic masculinity yeah. and really explaining what that is that was a really good conversation to have and as much as sometimes shows like this can get written off like you go that's good though that's, yeah, that's really reaching, progressive and useful it's reaching members of the public who wouldn't necessarily be thinking about things like toxic masculinity yeah. and like really really important sort of yeah messages I thought it was really good. Yeah. I also, like, in it, that toxic masculinity and looking at things like the way Frankie is, like, it's so revealing the way it's put together. There's a bit with Frankie when they ask whether or not he's controlling and he's, 
literally says to her, like, you can oh. tell her I'm not controlling. God. She, Without any sense of self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. Says to her, uh, well, I guess that's for you to answer. And she's, and she's saying, I'm not quite sure. He's got, what she's asking is, is do you think I'm controlling? So you've got to answer her. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh. He was a yeah. minute away from going, fucking tell her then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very uncomfortable. It was horrible. I was going to say, that room, though, there were so many emotions flying around. Again, to credit PCB, I loved the moment where he just says, everyone, respect the forum. Oh, it was amazing. Because <laughs> oh. it, it was heated in that room. The moment where um, Megan and Bob walk past each, he's coming inside, she's going outside. Oh, God. I thought he was going to show the ball, Jay. Yeah. He was just going to check her. <laughs> I know. They were very, very close. Yeah. I liked uh, Bob getting cuddled on the sofa by Tyre and Adam. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. And Adam like... didn't have a clue what was happening there, did he? <laughs> Like, it's just, oh, like, something's going on here. Just in, you know when Adam writes stay, right, but he writes stare, right? I forgot her name and I thought he just forgot how to spell stay. So I didn't realise that was romantic. For a good 40 seconds, I just thought, bloody hell, what an imbecile. <laughs> but he's good, he's put two words together. Yeah, it's a pun. Right. You might not know it's a pun, but yeah. Oh, he's just one step at a time, Kelly. Words first, puns later. <laughs> He does look massively, like, and again, this is where he's quite a sweet man, but just massively confused by everything that's going on around him. Um, is he still wondering where the bridesmaid is? Where's my wife gone? My wife changed her face. I don't understand what's happened. <laughs> I also enjoyed the line, uh, I can't remember what it is, just looking at me notes. Frankie's got big balls. Oh, yeah, I love that. I did want to think about his big balls, though. I bet they're dead, like, they hang low. I was going to say that. And it'll be like, yeah, just hang, hanging really low and really wrinkly. Yeah, he's um, he's an he's an odd one. Like you know, what was it landscaping? But and he was saying, oh, coming back to a place that's not very, it's not very cool. No disrespect to your your hometown. No disrespect <laughs> to your small town. <laughs> small town as well. He really puts it down. Yeah, he's another one who's just an absolute piece of shit. We'll miss him when he's gone. <laughs> This sounded like we're going to off him there. It's that- <laughs> dark. You're totally awesome. game for that, but he's been in the army and now, Lloyd. Fuck us up. Well, you've got to properly plan it. You wouldn't um, see us coming. No, that's true. We could get very, very sneaky with it. Kelly, I think you'd be all right. Well, I think we'd just send Alexis in. According to Jordan, she's terrifying, so... Yeah, so I reckon she could take Frankie, <laughs> yeah. like... But then the instinct will kick in because he hates women, doesn't he? So, oh, get very fighty then. Yeah. And if she swears, dear God. Oof. Just a horrible, horrible man, him. <laughs> But it's such good television. I know. He dresses like a, like an utter shithead as well. <laughs> like his outfit. And I bet he picks his partners all the time. But his, every partner he's ever had dresses, like he'll buy their clothes and they have to wear what he yeah, says. like a dress buttoned up to the neck, but really tight-fitting and uncomfortable. You could just see it. <laughs> Handcuffs and rope. Yeah. <laughs> just standard. Yeah, I bet his partner's got a lovely space in the boot of his car when he drives them round. <laughs> <laughs> Like he lets them out at the end, but like that's yeah. his social strata. Is with someone like Frankie, you can see he clearly, clearly thinks women are less than men. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's horrific. It's horrific, but it's really more common than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like me and Omar never have to experience that. Like obviously we know it exists, but we will never understand how pervasive that is because we don't have to face it every day. Mm-hmm. Mad, like, and especially watching those behaviours on a show like this, does that make you feel like? angry or is it just so relentless that you just don't even feel anything to it anymore? Um, 
when it's when it's obvious, like with Frankie, a piece of me celebrates. I'm like, yes, because people at home are going to get to see this and going to get to understand what we're talking about. But then when it's really subliminal and subtle, like the way Jordan did it, uh, I get so angry. Like, I actually think I could have been Nikita at that dinner party. As, as crazy as it was <laughs> and as unfounded, I was there. I'd been watching him for days just thinking, I really don't like the way you're being to her. I really don't like what you're doing. But it wasn't quite big enough for other people to see how bad it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the subliminal ones that that's what freaks me out. But then there you go. You kick up a fuss and you're explosive. Yeah, and, you you're know. the bunny boiler. Yeah. So that's week two done. We'll be back next Friday, obviously, to recap. So we've had a little look ahead at what's coming up. What's coming up next week? Or What's coming up next week is, yes, week, you have to agree to whatever your partner says, which is a problem for Marilise with Frankie. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> he doesn't really give her much choice anyway. But, I mean, I think it's meant to be, like, fun things like, I'm guessing Morag will want to take Luke on a shopping spree for better clothes and stuff like that. That kind of stuff. I've seen on Australian ones where they make him get a better haircut, things like that. Frankie and Marilise, she might have him sign over the deeds to her house to him or something. God, I know. Get rid of your kids. That's what I went straight to in my head. Those boys are gone. I can't wait till he meets them. Again, I just, I've never wanted kids to be more of a nightmare than I want hers to be. I, know. I really hope they absolutely batter him. Yeah. I want them to be children version of uh, Cyrell's brother. Like, that's how bad I want them to be. <laughs> the thing is, children have amazing instincts, so they'll see through them straight away and they'll be like, why is our mum absolutely shaking when he's around? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll see through Why shit Daniel Craig here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the um, the end of... you seen that film, Us? Yes, yeah. It's like the little kid in that who realises that the mum's not... Even though they're identical, that the mum is not her... is not his real mum. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's fucked up. What a recommendation. I bet you didn't expect that from <laughs> What's it called? S? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know the ending now, but still. <laughs> oh, but what a journey it is to get there. <laughs> it's like we know the ending to some of these relationships already, but can predict what's going to happen. And I reckon if we listed now, in fact, that's what we should do. What we'll do off after the podcast is we will list down what we think will happen to each couple. Okay. And at the very end of the series... We'll open one little envelopes and see how accurate they oh, were. Oh, I like that. The winner can have a prize. <gasps> can it be chocolate? Can be. Well, why don't we let we're listeners decide? We've got such a lovely, loyal listenership now. Yeah. I feel like they could suggest it, which is something that we want to do. We want to give our listeners a collective name, don't we? Yeah, I, I thought like, um, what about Mafricans? <laughs> 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 oh my god! I can't see that. I can't ever see that going wrong. <laughs> I'm horrified. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, um, suggestions, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't let Omar do this again. <laughs> he was suggesting other ones before we started recording, and bloody hell, that's the one he was allowed to say. <laughs> Got any suggestions, Kelly? Absolutely none after that. <laughs> Mathletes. Oh, that's yeah. nice. It's good, it's good. My potential doesn't always have to be something like a pun on the word math. Um, again, just tweet away your suggestions, comment on Instagram, let me know what you think it could be referencing a quote. I'm not going to say this should definitely be called the Nackers, but that is <laughs> option number two. I like that one. Nackers is good. That's going to be that, isn't it? Like, <laughs> let's not pretend it's definitely not going to be that. 
the episode starts with a definition of knackers. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> oh, what a narrative arc. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they come for. That's exactly what it is. That's what the quote that we're going to put on the posters. Yeah. <laughs> that I've not made. <laughs> Should we make posters? Yeah. I reckon as well, because me and Kelly made po- uh, T-shirts for the Grease 2 podcast we did. I think halfway through the series, I think we should have released some T-shirts. Because we're logos nice in it. Shout out to Callum Casey who made we're logo. Yeah, and also, I mean, you both pretended that I haven't already asked this, but when am I going to get to wear my wedding dress again for a photo shoot? Again, silence. <laughs> well, it's just weird that you're asking that and you've turned up wearing it today. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I wear it every Friday. Right. It's weird that all Mars done the same, but there you go. <laughs> See, you've gone round it again. I'm wearing my wedding dress. Do it anytime mm-hmm. you want. I will not stop you from wearing your wedding dress. Okay. Given that we've talked about the patriarchy so much in this episode, it would be absolutely remiss of me to go. No, you can't do that, Kelly. I know. So you wear a wedding dress anytime you want, pet. Thank you. You daft little welsh and never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So that's this week's episode. Pretty good one, that. That was good. There was so much to talk about that, you know, I think we covered everything, but who knows? I mean, I had more to talk about, but the joy is, Omar, tomorrow, me and you get to meet virtually PCB. I cannot, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I hope he's embraced the nickname as much as I imagine he has. Well, he should. I mean, I was when he was when he was giving his little speech. I was chanting at the telly, PCB, PCB. Yeah, I call his name out. Was yeah, like, no. I know, but I also realised. <laughs> I'm sure, Kelly. <laughs> You're alone time with a laptop. Oh yeah. No wonder you need a cuddle after. I know. And a cigarette, I imagine as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody PCB, what a legend there! I, I wonder if we can be, make friends with all the experts. I say make friends as if we've already made friends with PCB. <laughs> Also, if you say PCB, but you pause after the second letter, so you go PCB, right? Yeah. Sounds like a character that is a B who is also a policeman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've been workshopping that with Rebecca all of last night. <laughs> PCB would be a lovely policeman. <gasps> be a good kid's book. Like yeah, PCB. I sort of assumed that's what you were getting at. PCB. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. It can go around and talking about all, how although he's responsible and is in a position of power, he uses it in a... And talking about toxic masculinity, yeah. but about bees. Oh, my God, we should do this and raise loads of money for kids' charities. Yeah. We yeah. should raise loads of money for uh, Maralisa's kids before Frankie tries to murder them. That would be nice. <laughs> it all comes together in the end. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to interview PCB tomorrow. <laughs> trying desperately to call back on topic. That that interview is happening on the day of my daughter's sixth birthday. Right. I could be chatting to PCB tomorrow. Well, happy birthday to your daughter. Yeah. And we'll give you the Zoom recording so you know you can flick your bean to it or whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's fully what I intend to do. <laughs> oh, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this before tomorrow. <laughs> I hope he does. I think, God, what a way to start a conversation. So, PCB, um, thoughts on Kelly? <laughs> is he married? Yes, he is. I mean, I am as well. <laughs> but according to... Does Nick listen to this? <laughs> I mean, according to Bob... No, Megan and what's his face? Jordan. The racist. That doesn't matter. So Don't use Megan Trainer as your way of judging the world. Like, Megan Trainer. She doesn't like Megan Trainer. <laughs> I just call Megan, that's mad. Don't you know I'm all that. about the beast, about the Oh, I'm going to make that into a jingle about PCB. Except she's all about the love lengths and that, isn't she? Yeah. Just like men. Lots of them, Megan. Yeah. But she's staying, isn't she? She's still in it. I know. 
She's just staying because she wants the exposure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They've not made it clear, actually. So Alexis is Alexis and Jordan are going. Well, because Jordan changed his mind. So I mean, I had to clarify oh. this for Rebecca last night. He changed his mind, which now throws up like you can't do that. So because he said leave and she said leave, they're leaving. But one of them in Bob and Megan, one Bob said stay, she said leave, so they have to stay. But well, she said stay as well, but didn't change her mind. But they only gave Jordan that opportunity because he admitted that he was only staying for Megan. Yeah. So it's not something that will be a weekly thing, because that's sort of a co- contravention of one of the cardinal rules of maths. I reckon you can just mix them rules up, though, because it's weird that I have to make a decision and write it down and then like sit down and talk about it for ages. And then reveal. Whereas actually, there's more information comes out the reveal. I feel they should get to see it on. Yeah, but I, but I'm a fan of impulsive decisions. Yeah, where's the drama in that? Oh, there's still be drama. Yeah. There's always drama. It's married at first sight. <laughs> Something we're going to ask PCB tomorrow, though. We'll find out a lot about the behind the scenes aspects of the show, hopefully. Me and Omar have worked on lots of questions. Kelly did. I had to veto them. They've all been pulled out of the fucking filth. <laughs> <laughs> but you may get to meet them one day, Kelly. I will. I'm Just trying to think when it'll be. And you've got a balaclava and you sort of raid his house, I imagine. <laughs> what a lovely man that we get to meet and you don't. And then we'll try and get the other experts on. We might try and interview some of the cast. Yeah. If you're listening and you're in the cast. Yeah. Well done, Adam, for making it. It's awesome. Good lad. <laughs> Doing very good. I was going to say, that, you know, we are trying to talk to these people, you know. <laughs> I think the hig would be harder work than it needs to be, you know what I mean? I've got to edit this shit together, like, <laughs> give us a chance. I have to make them sandwiches and cut the crusts off, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he's, not that he's not as stupid as I'm making about of here, is he? He'd love your toys, though. I've got loads of toys you here. You can't see this, those that are listening. What did you call them, Africans? No, you can't see that his room's full of toys. Nice. Thanks. What a lovely, pleasant <laughs> note to leave this episode on. So... It's goodbye from me, Cy Beckwith. Goodbye from me, Kelly Rickard. Goodbye from me, Omar Abid. And until next time, keep respecting the forum. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.